do online is use a version that that people kind of can understand since King James seems to be difficult. Well, doing this, I put the wrong verse for this sermon on and read it straight out online last night. It's, it's there. So y'all going to get the right verse that I should be, that should go along. Like, as I was reading it, I couldn't stop it because we were, like, already filming. And I'm reading, like, and I, if they're listening, people probably think I can't read. Because I kept going, like, this is, like, not the verse. So I am going <laughs> to read you guys the correct verse. Uh, I, I think I had the chapter right. I just just decided to highlight and copy and paste the wrong verses but we're going to preach about god people uh and that's who we are right right we're, we're god people and and god just delivers us and i'll just sweat it out up here hon. um and so we will uh we will roll with that uh, as far as being god people so let's put let's let's put up the verses i got initially uh we belong to jesus now, now that's what i got where I should have put was Ezekiel 34, and we're going to start at verse 28. Uh, and so this is King James Version, so justice, take that down so people don't think I'm reading the wrong stuff again, because uh, that's just wrong. That's just not it. I love it that I'm not perfect. Amen. Yeah. It says that they shall no more be a prey to the heathen. Neither shall the beast of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely, and none shall make them afraid. And this is a verse, it is such a, this is like, this is such a prophetic verse. How can I mess this up for today? Like thousands of people are hearing it now, and it's like, this is not what you're saying. And I will raise up for them a plant. Thank you so much, honey. A plant of renown of renown and and they shall be no more consumed with hunger in the land neither bear the shame of the heathen anymore thus shall they know that i the lord their god am with them and that they even the house of israel are my people saith the lord god and ye shall my and and and, and ye my flock the flock of my pasture are men i am your god saith the lord god that's what it's supposed to be. I read the wrong verse. I put the wrong verse online. Just did it completely wrong. Just the wrong set of scriptures. And, and so, but, but what, what God wanted me to say, like, uh, was, was to begin to build on the fact that we are his people. And you guys have ever known, you know, your relatives say, you my people, right? And God is saying, you my people, right? That, that, that we are connected to him. No matter what's happening, what's going on around us, we belong to Jesus. And, and more than ever before, this, this part of walk with power, don't let the lost get left. This is now time to act. You know, we got to make sure, not, not saying we weren't doing it, but even more so now. They have to see the powerfulness of committed to Christ no matter what is going on in our life. And so God begins to run us together with that. So he makes it clear that we belong to him and forever eliminates the enemy trying to use being unwanted or abandoned as a way that God will treat us. Now, I am thankful for this, right? Because now, like the way God has shown up in our lives and used everything, everything that we're doing, like all parts of this pandemic has been, has just keeps showing up and God having to do it. So the online services are 30 minutes long. Now, what's What's, what blows my mind about that is like me only stopping after 30 minutes, first of all, miracle number one. But number two, 
as I was going on and they were needing me to record all these messages like oh, anti-bullying and anti-drug for elementary and middle school, I only had 30 minutes. Y'all like, they said that, that that was the fastest they've ever done four straight speeches and taped them because I understand they said people are not getting the timeline right. Well, God had been practicing me with this timeline since March. Right? He's been using all of these things, and, and they were like, oh, my gosh. So it was supposed to take us from 9.30 to 4 p.m. We were done by 12.20. Like, it was gone, gone like that. So whatever God is using this situation, right? God says God will make all things work together for the good, right? And so you let the thing work together. God didn't send it, but he can make it work. He can make you work through it. And I thought, like, that, that is awesome. That is some amazing stuff, how God is using timing now more than anything else. So this is the understanding that salvation brings to us in that we are now by covenant connected to the bloodline of Christ and not earthly man. Now for y'all, like, like, I don't know how that does for you. That does wonders for me to know I don't have to take in the things that my biological father did out of his life. Cause that is a, that, that would be a bad stream of behavior. You know, that when you have to take on a pimp, a, a drug dealer, and a mafia leader, and that would be in my bloodline had it not been for Christ. Right? That's the scary. I don't have to, whatever addiction, whatever thing, whatever it is, it, I'm now with Jesus. That's the bloodline I got now. Right? And if you've ever been told you got your father's temper and you know what your father has done to people, that does not make you feel good. Right? And so now you begin to believe, I am aligned with Christ I have a relationship with my heavenly father. So as we get older, what, what, you've been to the doctor, and they try to connect you with what your family has, right? You've been told, they say, uh, how did your dad die? So you tell them, they go, well, get ready. They'll say that to me. I'm like, what kind of doctor's visit is this? Like, me and my doctor almost got into it about that. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you sick. Where? I said, yeah, I am sick. I keep paying you for this old bootleg information. Like, you sick. Like, I am not of that line. Now, I get it, right? If I act like them, if I act like them, I will attain what they got, right? But God has given me word. He's given me verses. And I was, me and, a, me and our doctor, we were going back and forth. I said, I, I, said, I, I try to eat a fairly healthy. Look, I said, I, you know, got my little spinach lemonade, you know, I, I, I do it, you know, water here, spinach lemonade here, detoxifying. My dad didn't get up and run before church. He didn't go to church. He didn't run after we got out. So, like, how you going to tell me this is what I'm getting? He smoked cigars. He drank whiskey at 9 a.m. Like, and then he go, like, yeah, that's you. Really, I was like, I just want to jump him. Like, ain't nobody going to find out because I'm in the room by myself. If I jump the doctor in that room. And, and so what happens is, and I, and I got a real good friend of mine and, who I used to work out with. And I say good friend of mine. <laughs> and and we would be, we'd be at the gym lifting. And he is convinced. He lo he's saved. He knows God. But he's convinced he's going to get cancer because he smoked when he was younger. I was like, but God took away your sins, but not your habits? Do you still do it? And he goes, no. Well, why? Why are you expecting that? answer the door for something else, right? And so, again, even though you may have uh, a resemblance of these things that you may have, right? I do. I still have to work on my attitude. 
I still have to work on my temper. Anybody else in here have to work on your stuff? Okay, yeah. yeah the, 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 rest of the rest of you, great attitude players. Thank y'all for being here. We love you. Jesus loves you. <laughs> like, like this one. It was then, like, we had someone, like, our neighbors had a birthday party, and they, the guy parked in front of our, y'all know how I am with parking. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go to war. Jesus said, we're going to go preach. No, I got to go handle this parking space. And so he came in, and the way I pulled up was just so ungodly. Like, like if he'd asked me what I did for a living, I couldn't have told him. Because I was just driving up like... Because as he was parking, I was raising the garage so I could come in. And I'm looking like... And I slowed down. And he got out with a gift. And, and I was about to roll the window down. God says, don't you dare... Right? Don't, DYD. Pull up, close your garage, let that man go to the birthday party. None of your kids are here right now. These, ain't nobody in front of your house. Just go on. That should be it, right? God spoke. Leave it alone. I want to turn on the sprinklers. DYD. Don't you dare. He said, you my people. I can't, you can't represent me. Obedience. I did obey. I didn't say it felt good, but I did obey. Because I don't know why he couldn't park in front of the people he was going to house. But I did obey, right? You, you do obey. Like, I want to be God's people because I don't want someone saying, you, you, you with Jesus? You? Like, you stole somebody's Bible? You need to give it back because that don't belong to you. Right? But, but I don't have to live in those. that I was thinking about this as I was jogging. The other day was like, man, I, I don't have to live out the bloodline of, of, of evil, of, of everything that they had. Like, like, I'm delivered, you know, as I walk according to the word of God. Now, there is, you know what I mean? There is, got to follow your new stuff. Right? So I believe what happens to people that have a bad family history is they spend so much of their life trying not to connect to it that they end up isolated from everyone and feeling like that. So I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like, and we say I don't want to, but we don't have a thing that we're going to. So one of the things that, that we, we try to explain to people, especially, when, you know, like I'm doing a speech, when I was doing a speech to K through second grade about not using drugs and alcohol. And they like, rubbing alcohol, mister? <laughs> no, like, drugs and alcohol. Then you get to, depending on what school you are, K knows more than some people's seniors. They know how much it costs for a little bag of heroin. Depending on where you, you know what I mean? Like, I knew. I knew at six. Right? So when I get up there, like, oh, these kids too young. God says, do you remember? Right? And don't even want him to go Michael Jackson on me. Do you remember the time? But what, what we have to do is understand that he's put us in these positions to give the message now. See, because if you deliver the message early, it'll last longer. All right? That was, that was the heart of it. That was the, that was the passion of it. That was part of what was coming out of it. And so he was saying, like, like, when you feel like you don't belong, go back to saying, hey, look, God, I know I belong to you. I know you saved me. I know you delivered me to be the man you've called me to be. I can quit worrying about what 
what was behind me. I can quit worrying about that. I am not that people. I'm not that thing. Now, that's not going to be my emotional turnout. That's not going to be my mentality. I'm going to be according to the will, will of God. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says that, that old things have passed away. Behold, we've become a new creation. I'm brand new stuff, right? Brand new stuff. Now, uh, it, uh, with my car, my car's old, but I love washing it. And, and I love spraying the leather scent. The new car smell, they ain't got it down right. But the leather scent has that smell in it. Now, I could be in a car with no leather in it and smell new. Right? Smell like leather, right? And what God is saying, you may be in this body that don't look brand new, but it is. Right? You got the new Jesus scent on you. That's what we should make a Jesus scent. Look at this new car smell. You can buy it at AutoZone, Jesus scent. God saves odor. And, and I, I was thinking about that because you can ride around and, and inside of what you are, regardless of what people see on the outside, you know you're new on the inside. It's a new car smell on the inside. Right? And you got to understand that because if not, you're going to start judging yourself about what you see in the mirror. Right? Become cynical, right? We become cynical. I, I, I know. I, 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 I do it. I do it. <laughs> I do it too much. New creation in Christ means old things have passed away. All things have become new. So, so quit accepting generational curses, curses and start receiving generational, generational eternal life from heaven. All right? We must stop speaking what was supposed to be without God and live in what God called us to through grace. Right? Stop speaking of evil. So, so I think James saw me years ago, and he, I think you asked me, like, how do you do that? How do you speak at schools without saying Jesus? I think there was something you asked me that, and I was like, well, because they don't want me to do it. But there are cues that kids pick up on, right? Cues that kids, because I sweat a lot, so I carry a towel. To kids, that's a preacher. This may be the only thing they know. It's just like, like when I say, well, how many of y'all got a, 45 minutes I speak. How many of y'all got a question? Yes. Are you a preacher? Why did you ask me that? You got a towel. So yo, pastor sweats. Right? And so th that's the time I get to answer that. That's the time I get to do it. But, but there are times where God will, will speak to me in, in my spirit and have me delivered in a way that's acceptable. He want me to honor the place I'm headed to. All right? Now I'm kind of, you know, kind of gotten gotten used to it a little bit and gotten where I could do it. But, but I have to understand that I cannot speak according to what I would have been without God anymore. I mean, it's good to celebrate God that I didn't and that he is, but now I can speak about what line he has for me. The line of deliverance, the line of blessing, the line of, 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 of increase, the line of being fruitful, the line of patience. Patience is in here somewhere. It's buried really deep and especially in traffic it's buried really our grocery stores our lines period right because pastor Rita, we were going to go out to eat and all i was thinking like they got lines i just don't want to be in a line i don't like i want to be in a line i want to lose all this right after service like just lines and and like some people can enjoy lines they can talk you know if i'm in a line you can tell i'm not happy I'm sitting there, you know, I was the last one to be born in my family. Maybe that's the problem. You know, just, just, you know, you had six. You had to have me last. Why, you couldn't do better? And I don't say that to her because my mom's. Grace is the undeserved blessing, right? Everybody can say that. It's unmerited favor. It's undeserved blessing 
that delivered us from well-deserved punishment. It's the undeserved blessing that delivered us from well-deserved punishment and eternal damnation. So it is the undeserved, but what we well-deserve, God made sure we didn't have to do it. That goes with all the other stuff, right? That goes with, with all the other things. You are now in a place of what God has called you to. When he gave you the grace to be here, grace and mercy. And this is why we can't take advantage of grace. Grace gives us these things. Well, I'm saved. I can eat all the cake I want. Yeah, and you'll get to see Jesus earlier than you want than he meant for you, you know, right? You, you begin to just look at those things. I don't know why I'm such on a health thing. But, but you can look at those things and, and begin to realize that, okay, God has given me wisdom. I know what not to do, Right? There, there's uh, Pastor Reed and I, which she was saying this when she walked up in the morning, in January, it's going to be 28 years. Like, I don't know why you're bringing that up now. It's September, but, but she brought it up. And I thought about, like, there are times we know each other well enough to know that there are certain arguments that's just not going to happen, depending on the time. Certain, well, not arguments, fellowships. It's not arguments. They're fellowships. It's intense fellowships. That's just not going to happen, especially if one of us is trying to do something and the other one is not interested i.e. me not interested in that and i'm like why are you doing this well you're not interested so and what what did you just say from up here about our account that you don't what you don't manage you can't measure and i don't manage the stuff you do so i can't what you don't measure you don't matter. i got it backwards see see so i listen with dyslexia so what what you don't measure you don't manage you can't manage Okay, so if I didn't know this jaw was up here, I couldn't manage it, right? Okay. It's deeper than what I thought. At, at any rate, we don't go and pull ourselves in the places where we take each other out. Now, uh, um, uh, her, her parents were screamers, right? They yelled and fought a lot, and my, my parents had yelling and fellowship, but that's not the way we have our marriage. It's not the way. It doesn't have to be that way. Just because it's in there, like, you got that in your juice. You got that in your body. You got yelling in your body. It's, it's in there. But God has said, I'm in you. I'm in you. And I'm there with you. I'm for you. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 15. I did get these set of verses right, though, from here on out. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of, con of the congregations in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell on the sides of the pit. So we understand this is the devil. This is his ending. He's been kicked out of heaven. He can't get back in. So he can't get back in. So what's the thing when he can't get back in is to keep you out or make you feel out. Since he knows he can't keep you out, he can make you feel like you're out. And you feel like I'm not right. I feel like I'm, I'm, out, of, I'm out of touch with God. I'm not right with God. And that's what he does. He, he becomes this, this, this attacker that begins to pull people down. And if you guys are competitive at anything that you do, especially competitive uh, card people, whatever, whatever game you play, if you're not good at it, uh, and it's, okay, when I'm losing, I make the other person feel like they win ain't that big a deal. That's how I play. 
If I win, I make them feel like that was the worst loss of your life. But if they're winning, I'm like, oh, you know what? I wouldn't even, I, did I sleep during this? Like, like I, 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 I want them to not feel good about it, right? And that's how the enemy is. You wake up and you want to celebrate your day and they'll be like, really, you? You're up? Have you seen you? And he tries to make you feel horrible about the fact that you have victory. You can't, you can't let that happen. Can't, you cannot let that happen. You have to stop him. You have to kind of go like, no, yeah, I'm rejoicing. I'm more than a conqueror by Christ Jesus. With you looking, you watching me win. I'm going to go somewhere you cannot go. And you can't go. You can't even go there by faith right now. I'm already somewhere where you can't. But he, since he can't keep you out of it, he's going to keep you from enjoying it on the way. He's going to keep you from ex- 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 exploring what God has for you. So, so God calling us his people helps deal with the attacks that's on churches today. You know, like, don't belong to church. God is not real anymore. More people that they saved or more people confess atheists now, atheism now than they do Christianity. More people confess that more than they do God. And so we have to come to, to a point to where God is saying, get it. Let's walk strong. Let's walk powerful. Let's, let's show that, that, that the power of grace. So show them you my people. <laughs> so you will be my people is a deliverance from the abuse that made people feel inhumane. And we work with foster kids. We work, you know, even speaking in some of these homes where these kids have been exploited. All of the stuff that we've been able to speak to. When, and even after a speech, I've heard them say, this is the only day I've ever felt wanted in my entire life. When you've ever been dismissed or unaccepted at any point, when something wants you, it's a powerful thing. And that's why we got to make sure the wrong thing don't get to them first. Right? That's how gangs are started. They are feeling wanted. As opposed to where we need to get there first and, and be like, hey, look, we want it. And, and, and <laughs> I would tell Pastor Rita when I would go to those places, the little kids go, can you be my daddy? No, because that would have to be too much explaining to do. Like, look, honey, we got another one. That's not how that works. But I, God was showing me, said they just need to know that they, what receiving looks like. That's what it looks like. It looks like elementary kids have no filter. They're going to come up to you. They're going to say whatever's on their mind right then, right there. They're going to absolutely say it. They're going to ask whatever question you want. Whatever you don't want them to ask, don't give them an opportunity to ask because they will ask it right? They will. So I've been there where I just stare at them and like, I shouldn't have let you do this. So what made you feel inhumane is where God says, you're my people. You're always going to be human to me. And now you're going to have eternity with me, whatever someone stole from you. And you begin to let God deal with what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's in your body, because you're saying, I belong to Jesus. So you have your family reunion. Romans chapter five and And verse 1 through 3 says, therefore, being justified by faith. That means that there are days you may not look like you're justified, may not feel like it, but you are. Right? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that the tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. 
So it's okay. I remember we used to hear all the time, don't pray for patience. We hear people say that because God will put you through something. What if I need patience because I'm already going through something? That's why I'm asking to pray for it. So I'm going through it without prayer. So why won't I pray for it? That's crazy. I'm going to pray for patience. I need it. I need that gift, right? So knowing we are his people teaches us to give thanks for his promises and be thankful in hard times. And don't get it twisted because sometimes people think, thank you, God, for this hard time. God didn't send that. He, what he did do was said, be thankful at all times. So if it's hard or good, you know how to be thankful. You know how to be grateful. So I'm thankful for the promises of God. I'm thankful in the tough times. I've been thankful. This is key to not feeling like no one or nothing cares about you in hard times is, is being thankful that you belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. I, I was like, even the smallest thing can, can, can tend to try to throw us off, right? And even in things that you know that you can do, know, like, you know, like you're confident in this thing that you can do. I'm confident in talking. I, I know I can do it. I can do it. But, but even as I was getting ready to do all of these speeches, I had taken a razor while I was shaving my hair because this don't just happen naturally. I have to shave it. And I turned the razor instead of going straight. I turned it and then I saw skin go into the sink. Oh, y'all were there? I was alone. I know, I was there. I was in the hotel. And as I was going, I was like, what's dripping on my shoulder? It was blood. It was blood, right? So I got to stop the bleeding without Band-Aids because you don't carry them expecting to cut yourself in the head. And I had this big wad of Kleenex that was just soaking up blood on the side of my head, fully dressed. I know. See, if you'd have been with me, that's the look you would have had. You'd have been like, oh, I'm with him. But <laughs> actually, you probably got it. But I walked into the, into the convenience store with that patch of blood on my head and tissue. You know, not one person asked me what was wrong. Who walks around a bloody tissue right there, hanging off the side? Nobody concerned. Hey, how you doing? Really? You don't see this? Like, I was hoping they would ask. Like, that's why I wore it in here. I could have put on a hat, but no, I want you. Don't you see bloody tissue? Like, they see that every day. I think, right, what, what God wants us to be able to do, and not through me, because I'm just looking for attention. And I know, again, the thirst is real. But, but w w the, the thing that, that what God wants us to do is to be able to pay attention, right, and know what those who are hurting are going through. I was like, how many times do people walk in here with a bloody napkin on their head, and no one seems to see a big deal? People in line with me just stood right there. Nothing. And so, so again, like, as we're paying attention, we can see that people are being cut, people are being hurt, and they don't know if they belong. And God has given us the message to let them know, you belong. You're here. We're here with you. So it's, it's, it's key to us to be thankful. Our measurement in life should always be according to the grace of God. Hey, pastor, I, I put the wrong verse for our opening verse. That is not the right verse. It was supposed to be Ezekiel 34, verse 28 through 30. I repent. And there's nothing I can change about it. But I'm justified by faith, not by a bunch of facts. It's faith. I'm justified. Here it is. I, I can do this. I can honestly trust God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. And, and even still... We get the same question when people who haven't seen us for a long time. Y'all still doing that church thing? 
Well, it wasn't a thing. We, we're not thanking. This is, this is who we are. Recall. It's not thanking. Like, I don't understand that. Like, that's the first question. They don't ask, like, you still, you know, working out? You still, you know, still run? No, you still doing God? Yeah. Like, you mean eternity? Yeah. That's, you know how long eternity is? Like, I want to do that. But, but God says, you know, just be nice. So I don't say anything. Because usually I'm just like, here's what I want to say, just between us. And I didn't say this on the TV. Just because you's a quitter don't mean I'm one. I don't, I, didn't, I don't say it. But like, why would I quit on Jesus? Is that what you did? You broke up with Jesus? So glad y'all are here. Like, like it's just, so much excitement. Psalms 27, verse 10 through 11. This, this will be it. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain, in a plain path because of mine enemies. Right? Like, you don't have to, this is one God, one thing God told us, quit hoping for bad to happen to people. I don't bring that on people. In fact, I was having to help a person with, with her father, you know, her father was mean to her mother, and she was praying for God to get her father. She was praying that, get him, God. I said, that's unfruitful. That's never going to come to pass. Pray for his heart to change, right? Pray for that to change. So, so if, that's what it was, right? You cannot pray in that direction expecting God to stop being that person. Right? James and John came back to Jesus. They wouldn't receive us. Burn up the city. There are Christians there. There are believers there. He's not going to do that. He wants us to reach people, not kill them. He wants us to reach them. It's, it's, we his people. We want, we want to add more to the family. We want to bring them in. We want to do that. And, and, and then God begins to use us in, in different ways. And, and never, I will never forget it, uh, exploited teenagers event that they I had to go into I had to walk through a metal detector they took my belt pants were too big my shoes right I mean socks just in case I try to run I won't have any traction right they took my cell phone no one to call right and and they were going to take my wedding ring but I was like then we ain't having this today this meeting ain't gonna happen my wife wake up in the middle of a nap thinking feeling my wedding ring went off we're gonna have to shut it down I get in there and I'm talking, right? They got me in this little gym and I'm talking with no shoes on, holding my pants up. And all of a sudden, all the security people start running. Yeah, that's the same look I had. Like, where are they going? Like, and I still had 30 more minutes left in the speech, so I'm talking like looking. Like, why are they running back and forth? Like, they were running and, and looking in rooms. And, and I'm like, I want to run. I need to know why everybody's moving. And so the minute, the minute my time was up, like I was looking at the clock almost the whole time, I walked up to that lady. Why was y'all running? She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, why were y'all running? She goes, oh, that little girl. And she pointed to this little girl, and she was one of the older kids there. She goes, oh, that little girl, um, she's, uh, we were looking for a camera because we've never seen her smile before. And that was one of the first times she had ever smiled. She was laughing at the stuff I was saying. I wasn't saying unfunny. She was laughing. 
I don't know if she's just laughing at me. Oh, well, I don't remember saying anything funny. Like, cause especially when they started running, I was scared. Like, in fact, I had eased so far over to the left. I don't even know how she could even see me. And they said, we wanted to get a picture of her because we wanted to show her a picture of herself smiling. And if we can catch that, we can show her that she's got joy in her life. She don't believe anything's joy because she's been put on the street since she was seven years old. She was 17 at the time. She was in and out of that place for 10 years. And they said, that's why we was running. I said, well, next time, y'all may want to tell a brother because I was about to run up out of here with y'all. Right? And God will hold us in place to reach people, to let them know, man, you're people, you're human. Human, I'll, I'll never forget that. And, and, and the little girl talked to me, she talked to me afterwards, and, and she actually told me, she goes, I've never felt that inside of me before. I've always had to grow up so fast. I always had to be serious adult, guarded adult since the age of seven. She goes, you know, that, I, I thank you for making me laugh. And I was like, okay. Inside, I'm going like, I didn't say nothing funny. Like the stuff I talked about was hard. And she thought that was funny. I guess, abracadabra, Holmes. Now you see me, now you don't. But it says when the mother and father forsake you, Jesus went deep, right? How would a mother and father forsake you? It happens. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll never abandon you. I will always be there. He, he puts that, that love for you there. And when these, types are, when these types of things are confronted, it unlocks the desires for people to walk in their calling, knowing that God will be there with them until the end. God will be there with them until the end. Like, like no one's ever walked beside me. No one's ever finished anything with me. No one's ever talked me through anything. Well, when you know God's going to be there, he's, he does it. Right? The message that no matter what, until God walks into your life, it's going to be a struggle to believe. Right? Just, just a struggle to me. My biological father left my mom with all six of us, and it took me a while. Even though my stepfather came in the next year, and married her with six kids, which we still don't understand why he did that. We still ask him to this day, like, what you tell your folks? Because if any one of my kids come home and say, oh, I met this person, they got six kids. Y'all better just be friends. <laughs> right? Who takes, who takes somebody else's stuff and call it a gift? Who does that? And yet, and still, I struggle with acceptance after God brought such a deliverance into my life. And God kept, this is what God was saying to me. He probably won't say this to y'all because y'all probably don't have that DYD. But he, probably, he said this to me, you have no excuses. You have no excuses. I've met you earthly. I've met you heavenly. You have no excuses. God, they, they won't let me start on the team. God will be with us till the end. You are God. You are God-inspired idea. You are a God-inspired idea. So don't allow weeds to grow through cracks and from your past and steal your way from what God has in, in, your, in store for your life. And, and, and part of this, like those types of words like that, those are the things that I'm remembering this anti-bullying thing where I was like, look, I have a lot of allergies. So if we go to potlucks, I don't go and eat there. I eat beforehand because I know what can go in here. 
I don't want them having a uh, peanuts up in there and talking about this, the best casserole, and I die from it. I'm not going to do that. So, so I use that as a motivational message. I said, now you get up every morning, and you're dealing with bullets. You get up every morning, and you eat what's good about you. And that way, when somebody comes to me talking about you stupid, you go, no, nah, I'm full. I ain't going to eat from your loser buffet. I already ate from the good plate this morning. You should, hey, you, you want to see somebody get excited. When a first grader get a hold of that, because one little girl stood up, like she stood, when I said, I ain't eating that buffet, she stood up, <laughs> pointed to everybody that had been picking on her. Y'all ain't eating there no more. <laughs> well, how no discounts on your food? Because it's nasty. She was, oh gosh, it's so, it's like, it's so good to do it, right? It's so good to be there in the presence of somebody who gets truth. And she was, <laughs> she was looking at teachers and counselors. Yeah, you didn't do nothing either. She called out everybody. I thought it was awesome. I, like, this is the best speech ever. Do it, little girl. And she, was, she stood up and she goes, Mister, I know what I'm going to eat from every day. Every day. And she was like, I'm never going to say again, I'm not the best looking kid. I'm never going to say I'm not the most talented. I'm never going to say that ever again. She goes, I'm going to eat my best talent. I'm going to eat my best behavior. Like, she was, all, like, she could I was like, y'all don't need to call me. Just let her come up here and do it. I know some of y'all uncomfortable in red right now, but y'all need to let her do it. She called out everybody. Everyone. Because if I do it, that would have been my last visit. But when God ignite someone in the audience, they could do it. She did. That, the one little boy, he was, he was little. He was he's big. He was almost my height. Second grade. She goes, you will never, ever, ever get. She was like the color purple. Remember, remember color purple? Even your thoughts will fail. You know, she went color purple on him. That's a movie. If those of y'all who are too young know the color. She went, when we had enough, we've been yeah. The voice we are willing to believe will determine the future we will ultimately hold, right? Right? What voice are you willing to believe? Voice of God or voice of your past? A voice of your bloodline? Your bloodline is a, is a real thing, but your reality is that your faith line with Christ is even greater. Amen? All right, let's pray. Let's, you guys bow your heads. Had enough of here. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this morning, for calling us your people. We thank you for our family members, Lord. We don't want to ever feel like we're disrespecting of who you used to bring us into this world. Lord God, I thank you even greater that what brought me into this world is the second birth of eternity that came over me and, and washed over me, gave me freedom from all the things that they couldn't control because they were trying to do it by their own strength. But by the grace and mercy of God, I thank you, Lord God. I wake up new. I wake up fresh every morning. I thank you, Lord God, for creating in us a clean heart, renewing in us a right spirit, returning unto me the joy of my salvation. And Lord, that not a message to ignore doctors or anything like that, but it's also not a message to where we ignore what your word has said about us. That we get into the wisdom of God and get into the freedom of God, knowing all things are possible. Lord, I pray and 
Thank you for all of us receiving the call that you're going to give us such words of wisdom and even some of the stories I've shared today, people's lives are going to be changed forever because of what's going to come out of the mouths of the people here, of what they're going to be able to say, what they're going to be able to encourage. It may be the time that they make a person smile for the first time in years, feel human for the first time in years. Lord God, I just thank you for the many things that you are bringing our way as we submit to you and be obedient to you by being your people, you are God, that we're going to see, Lord God, great reports forever and ever. And we thank you for it. We thank you. We thank you for giving us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.